the full interview is available on GamerHeadquarters.com or YouTube SkyCaptain5 in a video format. As a staple I do in all interviews in order to start things off is to ask you that you elaborate a bit about your work and this particular role for those not familiar with it. Oh, thanks. I work mostly in the UK, although I grew up in the US and kind of uh, I've worked across theater and film and I do a lot of voice work as well and audiobooks. Um, I've made some of my own work, which always kind of clusters around the 1930s and the modernist movement. So mm. I have a play about Zelda Fitzgerald that's quite near and dear to my heart. And the most recent thing I did was a piece about Natalie Barney, who was who ran a, a salon in Paris from around 1916 until 1970, um, which pretty much kicked off the modernist movement. So um, that happened just before the lockdown and then turned into a, a radio play over the course of the summer. But um, yeah, so there's a little bit of everything <laughs> from theater to cabaret to um, things like this. In the medium, you provide the voice for Marianne. Could you tell us a bit about the character and the situation she finds herself in? Marianne is a, a young woman in um, 1990s Krakow whose adopted father passes away. She's always had a connection to the spirit world. She's always had this ability to sense and interact with souls when they're in the kind of limbo state. Um, and she has, sorry, I'm trying to not give away anything that's a plot spoiler. Yes, uh, yes. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll stop there. She she has access to this other realm. And the the death of her father is followed by a, a phone call, which sends her back to this destroyed hotel resort um, that she has to work her way through um, in order to yeah, that's uh, a that's a very good again, summary sorry, of it. I'm not, not, not sure how best not to to. Uh, it's a very uh, good little uh, layout of the uh, the game and everything. Thank you. Yeah. But she's got a past that's um, that's problematic, and uh, and she's also pretty hardcore and fabulous. Rides a motorcycle, that sort of thing. Yeah, <laughs> I loved it. I was like, in my fantasy world, I am Marianne, but. Um, so. <laughs> So the game very much focuses on Marianne with this being her story. Did you feel any sort of extra pressure in being the lead performance here as the core narrative really centers around this individual's journey? Do you know what? It was really just a gift, actually. Um, it, this game is so different from so many of the games that you end up doing where you just get your lines, you get dropped into X scene, the other scene. You don't really know the context that you're recording those lines in. And for this project, they sent me the whole script in advance and it's like a film script right so it, it was really delicious just to be able to thread a whole character arc which you don't get to do in games often because your exposure to those scripts is often so piecemeal so it, it was more joy than pressure really and I think you can convince yourself because when you're recording it's just you in the studio right so you can pretend that you're not <laughs> uh, that there's not as much pressure as perhaps there was. There might have been a bit of naivete um, there, where I was just like, "Yeah, I'll just go have fun at work," and it was um, yeah, it was a real joy. That's great. I notice you've done a number of game-related voice acting roles. How would you compare this type of acting to more traditional live performances? Oh, that's an interesting question. With the voice acting, 
Generally. And again, Medium was a little bit different because I had the script in advance and so I could do character work in advance. Mm -hmm. But often you're having to make those decisions very last minute. Like when you turned up on the day, you'll find out what your name is, what you look like, where you're from. And and so you're you're making really quick decisions, which is I find that part of that work quite high pressure. It's always like, well, what what if uh, what if I choose the wrong thing? What if later I wish I'd committed to this? Uh, <laughs> but but it's also a little bit uh, a little bit of a thrill because it's so fast. Yeah, it, it's a different it's a different kind of satisfaction and and a different kind of decision making and um, it, it's more like improvisation than say doing four weeks of rehearsal on something and then a, a run afterwards. When preparing to voice Marianne, were you given any initial direction in regards to the character, just in terms of any examples of prep work to get into the mindset of this particular performance? They showed me a lot of the art in advance and the trailer that they'd been working from. And uh, that was really useful in terms of setting the mood and the character. And actually the, the team sat me down in advance and they're like, well, this is what we think Marianne's backstory is, which was wonderful because you never, I've rarely been able to have those kinds of conversations in the gaming world. Mm. That That's much more out of film and theater in, in my experience. So it was really lovely to be presented with a a story that that had been so carefully thought through and there was so much meat around it. So uh, in my meetings with the team, they gave me quite a lot of additional content that wasn't just in the bare bones of the script. And then looking at the initial artwork and things, which which was fabulously evocative, um, was really helpful in starting to build like the, the tone and trajectory. Interesting. So that kind of fills a little bit into my follow-up question. Mm. But uh, do you feel that they kind of hit the theme that they were going for, just in terms of that like psychological thriller horror kind of game? Well, I I hope so. I actually because um, the game's just come out and I'm stranded working my way back home due to pandemic things. So I've, oh, okay. I've played it through. Um, but the bits that I've seen, because a lot of the voice was done to picture um, mm-hmm. afterwards. That's a slightly hard question for me to answer. No, that's, that's fair. I'm in the room with, with the sound and the picture, and it's quite a an immersive experience. So I felt like it was totally on point, because I was right there in the middle of all of it. Um, I'm not sure if, uh, hopefully, the playing experience is similar to the one I had, uh, which was sometimes terrifying <laughs> and... Um, a lot of fun. It was a very evocative atmosphere. When performing the role, were there any particular lines or moments that really stuck out to you, whether that's a behind-the-scenes moment or from the dialogue? Keeping things relatively spoiler-free. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I can answer that in a spoiler-free way. Uh, th- there were a couple pieces of physical business that we had to do over and over and over, um, uh, <laughs> which imprinted themselves on my memory because they took quite a bit of time to get right. But um, I, d- I don't know how to give you a good answer to that without plot spoilers. All right, that's, so. that's totally fair. We'll jump to the next one. What's it like to see your voice attached to a game character? Oh, that's interesting, too. Honestly, it depends on the character, too. Like, uh, 
Marianne really pleases me. They sent me the trailer and I was like, oh, she's she's hardcore. That's cool. I've I've played, you know, my share of overly busty two-dimensional cartoons as well. Oh, okay. That there you're sort of like I I hope my brother never sees this. So but but this this one was a lot of fun cuz again in in my fantasy life I am kind of hardcore like Marianne is is my fantasy of myself. <laughs> Do you see yourself being interested in additional game related performances in the future? Yeah, I I really enjoy working in in games. Again because the, it's that really fast decision making thing. Um and particularly projects like this one uh can be really satisfying in the storytelling aspects. And I think so many new things are starting to happen in gaming in terms of immersiveness and um there are a lot of really exciting opportunities in terms of um the creative scope of that kind of work too. Is Marianne a character you'd be interested in reprising if she were to appear again? Oh, absolutely. Um <laughs> Definitely. I loved it. Uh did you happen to see the live action trailer for the game? I just did. Um I found out about it after the fact. So um Oh. And it took me a minute to, to, I was like, well, that doesn't look like the animation that I remember. Oh, that's not animation. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So No, I, I've only just recently seen it. Great. Uh, lastly, I would like to leave a spot for you to say something or go over anything I might have missed during the interview. Yeah. No, COVID's pretty much put paid to any other projects that are. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, I do a lot of theater work, and so all of that uh, came to a screeching halt last year but i think you know we're slowly starting to um see ways forward through all of that but um yeah no i i uh, i'm certainly excited to to get home and be able to play through it properly so um yeah and and thank you for reaching out too it's nice i was really thrilled that people were enjoying it because it had been so much fun to do and i i was really hoping having seen all of the uh the care and effort that the team had put behind making it as strong as they could um like it was just so carefully done every time i showed up um they they'd been working and thinking and tweaking uh that i've been really pleased that it seems to have paid off cuz just there was so much heart behind the project um and i loved being a part of it so great well uh, thanks for taking the time on this interview thank you